Ahoy hoy. Today we're not doing a dining review. We're doing counting with Craig. Shall we? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I thought there was supposed to be 13 lanterns. Am I wrong on that? Am I completely wrong? Should we count them in the tree right behind? We're not going to count them. Uh, no, we're not just here to count lanterns outside of Liberty Tree Tavern. We're here to eat. Yes, I am Craig, as I said. I'm here with Rhino. I'm here with Erica. And today we're feeling patriotic. We're feeling symbolic. We're feeling very American. And when you're feeling all those things, the best thing to do to come to Liberty Tree Tavern at Magic Kingdom for an all-you-care-to-enjoy feast that's fit for patriots looking to declare their independence or something like that. (laughs) This is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money. You get the support of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today. To not use Dreams Unlimited Travel would be distinctly unpatriotic. Yes. Uh, So it's been a while since we've all eaten at Liberty Tree Tavern. It's a rainy day, so it kind of feels right for it. I don't know. I assume that's what happened back in colonial revolutionary times. Just rained all the time. People were sad and miserable. Abraham Lincoln uh, chopped down the cherry tree. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was in Hamilton. And all that good information and more. So let's go ahead. We're going to go eat. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good. We have sat down in the restaurant, and guess what? We're actually already done with the meal. It was that quick. Um, the second we kind of sat down, it felt like uh, food just kept on a coming. And uh, so we didn't really have a, a moment, a breath, to uh, start recording. So I figure um, we're going to go back now, and we'll just take you through it piece by piece. So um, if you, you didn't know, it's an all-you-care-to-enjoy menu served family style. This is $42 a person. You get an appetizer section, an entree section, a dessert section, and there's some beverages included that are non-alcoholic. And then there are also alcoholic beverages included for purchase. So um, in those beverages section, you get stuff like, the you know, the usual, the hot tea, the coffee, the chocolate milk, which I don't know if that is normal, but um, the... Uh, then you've got Coke, Diet Coke, root beer, Sprite, Minute Maid, apple juice, uh, zero sugar lemonade, stuff like that. So the, the fountain drinks. Um, for our appetizer, we uh, the, the appetizer portion, it's a salad. It's a salad. You've been to a restaurant? It's a salad. Um, you get the declaration salad, which is mixed greens, apples, cranberries, and cheese with the house-made dressing. And then Erica, of course, got the plant-based version, which she'll talk about in a little bit here. But I thought it was a pretty pretty good salad, a nice appetizer. It had the uh, tri-blend mix, which I'm always a fan of. And um, the, the apples were chopped. They were, like, diced. Very tiny. I think I would have left them as slices, maybe, because there were some, like, radishes in there that were slices, and I think I would have given it a little bit of a... would have upped the texture level on it just a little bit, because that's what it kind of left me wanting. But I thought, well, I'm not going to be picky about the salad, because the salad is not not what we're really here for. So, um, but overall, I enjoyed it. What about the rolls? I forgot about the rolls that we had, too. Um, there's nothing on here about them, so I can't describe them to you, other than there's six dinner rolls, and I believe they were brushed in uh, some sort of garlic butter with herb, 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 hurtlinger garlic butter. Um, those were okay. Erica's came out glistening and shiny and loaded with garlic. 
Ours looks longingly at her garlic, but they still was a garlic flavor to them, and I love garlic. I can never have enough of it, so um, they weren't bad either. I, uh, we, we, Craig ate three of them. Yeah, I said it. I told on him. He's going to tell you anyways, but uh, you had four? Oh, you ate them all. Okay. I thought they took one away. I guess you, you kept it, so good for you, buddy. He loves bread. Um, so that was the start. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like it went all downhill after that. <laughs> Now it is my turn to talk about my salad, the plant-based version of this, because Rhino already spoke about the normal version, and it's called the Tavern Salad, and it has the mixed greens, it has that house-made dressing, um, and it has the, I don't know, it's a vinaigrette with honey. Um, and But it also has the apples and the cranberries. The only thing it doesn't have is the cheese. Um, and, you know, it was like a nice, light way to start the meal here. Um, a Erica, lot of allow me to uh, interject for a moment. It was a honey shallot vinaigrette. <laughs> a honey shallot. Yeah, somebody has to know some things here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that person isn't me. I Googled it. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it had a lot of crunchy water, which is what I call lettuce. What? I call lettuce crunchy water because it, lettuce is basically just water. Um, but all the other greens that were in it, like, it's fine. Uh, but it was a good way to start the meal. And like Ryan said, things did kind of go down a little after that. But I was happy with the salad. Erica, you'll have to remind me once again. We have the declaration salad. What did you have? The tavern salad. Okay, so the, I'm going to try not to go into a Seinfeld routine here, as easy as it would be. The but why do they need to change the name when the only difference is one doesn't have cheese? I mean, <laughs> come on! It makes no sense. It makes why no sense. It, it's just, the, it just come, like, hold on. Okay, why wasn't it the Bill of Rights salad then? Boom, nailed it. Okay, um, fantastic. Okay. Declaration salad. Uh, the declaration salad. It's a good salad. I liked it. Um, you know, it's, the I, it's really though. I, I can't get over this. Like all it's, it's a salad. I hope it's plant based. If it's not plant based, what is it? Like I want. I don't. I don't want meat salad. I don't want a good ham salad. Can I have the chicken salad for my appetizer instead of the the plant salad? Um, it, it's great. The dressing was really nice. Not overly heavy. Uh, I thought that it really worked. I could have used more apples and less cranberries on it, but. Let's be honest. The real star of the show was uh, the rolls. They're like Parker House rolls and that herb butter on top. Oh, made them so good. You don't need any extra butter on it. You just you need to eat them like they are is when they're warm and they're lovely and they're nice. And you know what? Skip the rest of the meal. Just eat the, eat the rolls in the salad. You'll be full. Not $42 full, but close. I shouldn't say that, too. I like parts of the entrees. I feel like there was a really missed opportunity calling the appetizers the preamble, just because it's called the Constitution. It's called the Declaration Salad. I'm an idiot. Okay. Anyway, um, the entree is called the Patriots Platter. Um, not the New England Patriots, I think. I think just Patriots in general. Although, technically, this is supposed to be in a New England town, yeah? I believe so. Okay. Well, thank you, Erica. Anyway. The entree is the Patriot's Platter. It's roasted turkey, pot roast, and oven-roasted pork with mashed potatoes, seasonal vegetable, uh, vegetables, but we only got one. It was a green bean, herbed, herbed stuffing, and house-made macaroni and cheese. Um, and then, of course, Erica will speak. There is a plant-based option as well. And then there was also an allergy-friendly um, uh, stuffing as well. Um, I didn't... 
love any of these things on this bite. I thought the mashed potatoes were fine. Honestly, the green beans were pretty good. They were nice and like that crunchy with garlicky, salty. Like I, I like those. But the meats for me just kind of, especially the pot roast and the um, pork. I, the, the pork and the pot roast were the exact same texture, so they were like both like shredded beef. Um, and not shredded beef. What am I saying? I dropped a menu and I panicked. Um, they were shredded, like the type of meat you'd put in enchiladas. Um, and uh, I, I feel like they didn't offer me a lot in flavor-wise. They were, they were very salty, a lot of sodium in this. Um, the turkey was okay, though. It was, it, was, um, it was sort of, it was fine. It was better than I expected, I'll say that. Um, the cranberry sauce was weird. It was almost like a cranberry like, liquid. It wasn't, it wasn't the jelly. It wasn't, I mean, I guess liquid would make it sauce, but it was very much like you could turn it over and dump it over. It wasn't something you would eat by yourself, I guess. And I'm used to like either cranberry sauce that jiggles out of the can with the ridges or the fresh made kind that has like, you know, the chunks of the cranberry in it. And this was kind of just like water cranberry. It was borderline cranberry juice, a thick cranberry juice, if you will. But um, the macaroni and cheese was awful. It literally tasted like nothing. It was like... It looked like macaroni and cheese, but when you put it in your mouth, you're like, am I eating the fake thing on the table that you're not supposed to? Because that's what it tasted like. No taste at all. Um, that's it, I think, for the entrees. Um, I tried a bite of Erica's plant-based meatloaf, and I didn't care for that much either. Her stuffing, on the other hand, I think was the highlight of the entree area for me. She'll speak about it more coming soon to a Panda Express near you. That joke will make sense in a little bit. Now it's time to get into my entree, which was the Impossible Meatloaf. This is part of the plant-based uh, portion of the, the meal. There's two different menus, but whatever. This comes with a plant-based meatloaf with mashed potatoes, a mushroom gravy, and seasonal vegetables. Like Rhino said, that seasonal vegetables is just one. It is the green beans. And the green beans, you know, they were good. You know, nice. Uh, they were nicely salted with some garlic um mine weren't like super warm or anything which made me a little concerned but it's okay the biggest thing was trying to figure out what uh this meatloaf was made out of because it's shaped it was shaped like a burger patty and craig and i were trying to do some like medical like surgery looking inside of it but the only thing i could really see were that there were slices like diced onion on the inside um and maybe like there was like a mushroom sauce. I don't know if they used mushrooms in the actual patty either. Um, but we tried to look up online. We couldn't find anything of what the actual patty was made out of. But it was okay. Not the best thing. Um, the mashed potatoes are not going to be creamy like how a normal mashed potato is made of like milk and butter are going to be. But for a plant-based mashed potato, I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. And I do love um, mushrooms. So that mushroom sauce uh, gravy on top was good. Um, but let's talk about that stuffing real quick. So I asked for a dairy-free um, side of stuffing, and it's also gluten-free. And it's very, like, the pieces of bread in that are very chunky. And the flavor profile didn't really match what we were having. It was very reminiscent of, like, day-old Panda Express. You could taste the MSG sitting in this dish but there was something just so i don't know addicting about it like we all just kept poking at it 
because we're like, we don't really know what it is. It's making us want to keep eating this. But if you ever had, like, a day-old Panda Express, like, you would know. Sometimes it just hits the right way. Like, I don't know, day-old Panda Express can be good. So that was that, which doesn't really match that whole, like, Thanksgiving-ish feel of food. Um, But that was definitely one of the better things I had just because I just kept gravitating towards that more. But overall, it was okay. Before I, like, trash anything in the entree section, I want to point out how accessible this is in terms of uh, not, like, over-the-top flavors. It's very classic American fare. So, well, you know, it's just turkey, pot roast, pork, mashed potatoes, green beans. It's like there is something for everyone in this platter. Like, you're, you're not going to walk away and be like, well, you could walk away and say you hated everything. That is perfectly acceptable. But it's not like, oh, why did I get this platter? I like nothing on it. Like, if you don't like one of those things, you know, that's just, that's news to me. But uh, for me, the highlight was actually the pot roast. I mean, yes, it's doused in gravy, but it was it was a well-made pot roast, you know, not like overly fatty and just kind of fell apart. So it wasn't bad. And the pork... Yeah, they, they didn't need the pork if you're going to have the pot roast. Just lock down on the pot roast and then skip the pork. Uh, the turkey for me was slightly dry, and yes, the gravy is there to fix that, but it was still on the dry side regardless. Uh, stuffing was fine. I could have used a little bit more seasoning in it, maybe a little more sage, something something herbalicious to like take it to the next level. Uh, the, the gluten-free stuffing, on the other hand, yes, I will... Uh, I don't need to have General Tso's or orange chicken or anything for another couple weeks now because I just got my fill of it with the stuffing. Uh, the, uh, don't worry how often I have it, Rhino. Don't worry. The, the mashed potatoes, I so Erica at first got a, an allergy-friendly plate sat to her. They forgot that she wanted the, the plant-based one, so I ate her entire allergy-friendly one. The first bite of mashed potatoes I took, I said, how could these get any dry or staler? And then I realized, oh, it's because she has a dairy allergy. They didn't put any cream in it. So then when I had the real mashed potatoes, those were actually fine. Those were those were good. They didn't need gravy. It just took it to the next level, uh, as did the cranberry. I don't have as many issues of, as Mr. Massachusetts over there with, <laughs> I come from the cranberry capital of the world. I'm Ryan. Uh, and that I think you still come from there, even if you don't currently live there. No, it's not but currently it's a, Well, we don't need... You're not Mike, so I don't... We'll explain it in the... We'll explain it later. But anyways, I think, uh, you know, the cranberries, they added that nice little sweet and tartness to the entire meal. The green beans were a highlight because they were crunchy. They had enough seasoning on them with the salt and the garlic. I, you know, I walked away very full from this portion, so I really can't complain. Would I like it to be better? Yes. Was it the best thing I've ever had? No. Was it kind of an insult to Thanksgiving-style food and pot roast and all that? Probably. Uh, and the mac and cheese should not be consumed by anyone. I would even guess that a child would probably send it away and say, something's off with this. It was. It had that paste consistency to it. And the noodles were way overcooked. The cheese was just gross. Uh, you know, I don't know what they did to this. But whoever made the mac and cheese, I think... They either hate everyone who's eating here or they just hate making mac and cheese. They're like, nope, 
we're going to make it as bad as possible. Maybe we'll take it off the menu. It, it, I, I, I don't know what to say besides that. Uh, luckily, we're going to swing up with desserts and drinks. The dessert was the ooey gooey toffee cake, which is a vanilla toffee cake, chocolate sauce, and vanilla ice cream. It was served in a, what I think is supposed to be um, like one of those skillets. Not what it's supposed to be. It is a skillet, but it is one of those, uh, what did you say it wasn't? A cast iron skillet was what I'm thinking of. But um, I can't complain about that because, honestly, I did enjoy the dessert. Um, I didn't love whatever the ice cream is on top. And we've been sitting with one in front of us for about 30 minutes, and the ice cream still has not been melted yet. So it's like that very sort of questionable type of ice cream. The je ne sais quoi. Um, the je ne sais quoi, <laughs> yeah. Um, as the French say. And... Um, so, I, I, but the cake inside of it, I enjoyed. This is actually our second serving because we were, where I was like, the server put the check down with the dessert, and we we're like, I was like, oh, I was gonna order a tea, and then also we were gonna get drinks, so we ended up ordering drinks because of that to kind of help with the time management here. So, um, I got for the uh, if you're not familiar, they have the beer, wine, and now specialty cocktails, and I went with the ginger pear snap which is Tito's Handmade Vodka, St. Germain Elderflower Liquor, Domaine de Canton Ginger Liqueur, Pear Nectar, and Lemon Juice. And honestly, it's a pretty well-balanced drink. I like it overall. I- I'm Elderflower right now, I don't get it. It is in like every drink that Disney makes right now. Everything. It's the, it's the hot liquor right now. But... There was a nice little sugar rim on this, and um, the pear was nice. I'm really into pear right now. I feel like it's the it's going to be my November my November fruit. Um, but I thought it was pretty decent. It was sixteen dollars. Um, you know, drinks at Disney they're not cheap. But also here it is. Now you can drink inside of the Magic Kingdom. You know, if you have a reservation here. So uh, that's that's my thoughts on the dessert. More to say moments from now. For dessert, I got the Johnny Appleseed's Warm Apple Cake, which is the plant-based dessert here. Um, And it's topped with caramel and, like, a whipped topping. They can't call it with cream because it's not actually with cream. But it's whatever the vegan version of that is. And um, you know what? It was okay. I was really trying to look for that apple flavor. And it was very, like, subtle and... In my mind, when I read the description, I was really hoping for something similar to that, like, apple cake we had um, at the Norway restaurant, um, because that was really, really good. So, it was a little bit of a letdown, but I love sweets, so it was still better than a lot of the savory things that I had, Um but it was good when you could get, like, a little chunk of the apples that were in it. There was, like, four. Uh, but I also ordered a drink. I got the cranberry sipper, which it, they told us it was, like, a seasonal thing, right? So, I think. I don't know. I, I think. seasonal flavor. So okay. She did. So, she did. Oh, yeah. Wonderful lady who sat us down. Um, but it's made with Tito's, handmade vodka, um, a ginger liqueur, lime juice, and cranberry juice for $16. Again, just it's a Disney price for a drink. And I do like it. It's giving me that like Christmas holiday feel. Not just because of the color of the drink, but the flavors are really pulling through. So I do like that. It's not something I would normally like order all the time because um, I really have never like seen this kind of combination. But now that I know I like this kind of drink, I am going to be ordering it outside of Walt Disney World, hopefully for not $16. 
Um, but yeah, more on the rest of this a little a little bit later. Don't steal my joke. I'm not stealing your Stole joke. I said joke. a little bit no. later because okay. we're not done. Whatever. Stole my joke. We're gonna we're gonna pan to Craig now. Bye. More on this meal in just a little bit, but for now I'm gonna talk about the dessert. I'm gonna start with Erica's. I know Johnny Appleseed. I the area that I uh, you know my my family was in. Johnny Appleseed, I believe, had a festival there, and Johnny Appleseed spread his seed around that area. I'm very very familiar with Johnny Appleseed, and that's not a cake that Johnny Appleseed would approve of. Thank you very much. Uh, For the ooey-gooey toffee cake, I think I am now in a sugar rush because it it pushed me to places I didn't think I could possibly go. Uh, It is starting to, like, ooze and turn weird shapes and colors and textures, and uh, that's okay. That's what's happening in my stomach right now. (laughs) It does kind of look like my brown derby dessert, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a very, very interesting. I thought the cake portion was very good. Uh, The first one we got, (laughs) there was, like, no cake in the middle. It just completely, like, sunk down in, or it wasn't there. They, like, hollowed it out, hoping that we would just leave. Uh, and then there was too much ice cream on top of that. Terrible, terrible ice cream. You know what? I get you're serving a lot of these cakes. A lot of ice cream's going to waste. Find a higher quality ice cream to put on this stuff. Please. Please. But overall, I think it's a great way to end the dessert. Would I prefer a different dessert? Yes. Strawberry shortcake. I would. Uh, strawberry shortcake. I don't, I don't know if I'd want that as much. Uh, but, you know, something like uh, apple crumble, Ooh. peach peach crumble, something like that might be a little bit more uh, to my taste preferences, but you know what, that's okay, because technically the way I ended my meal was with the Gold Rush, and this is Elijah Craig 12-year Kentucky straight bourbon, lemon juice, and honey garnished with crystallized ginger for $17, so on the expensive side. I love this drink, though, because it is just slightly different from a shipwreck on the rocks that you could get at Trader Sam's. It's on the secret menu at Grog Grotto, but it's part of the permanent menu at, uh, at the Enchanted Tiki Bar. So if you order it there, you get to watch the little show where the ship in the bottle's sinking and they start spraying you with water. There we go, shipwreck! Um, it's an excellent drink, and I'm so happy I ordered this. It's going down well. I can't wait till the very end because then I get to eat this this crystallized ginger. That is also my name, Crystallized Ginger. But that's okay. And, uh, yeah, you know what? You also can't go wrong if you just get a Sam Adams here. I didn't, but if you're going to order a Sam Adams and you're not in Massachusetts, like little, like our little mass hole right across the table from me, then, uh, then you might as well get it here. But we still have more to talk about, so we have more to come on this meal. Now that we're outside of the restaurant, I feel like I've got a few more things I'd like to say while we're out of earshot. I think we had some of the worst service that we've had in any of the dining reviews we've ever done. And I feel a little bad saying that. But um, we basically had, the server was the type that they'd, they'd walk up and they'd be like, okay, what do you want to drink? Oh, the, and they walk away from you as 
as you're trying to talk to them and you're like, and I said in the video, I believe earlier that he also put the check down with the dessert, which really was like fine, but it was also like, we never got asked if we wanted anything more to drink. Um, I mean, he did fill up our water, but it was like, he would never stand there. He didn't explain any of the food to us really. Um, and I would be like, oh, maybe that's just how it is here because it's a quick turnover. But we literally had another server in our section and I was watching how this, this server was with everybody and he was just so nice and sweet and wonderful and he looked like Drew Carey, Craig pointed it out. And all I could think now is that sweet Drew Carey. He sounds dangerous, but he's a big sweetheart. And so, I don't know. And then on the way out, Craig also met another uh, cast member that I'm sure he's going to talk about in a second that filled us in on some cool, cool fun facts about the area. And I was like, man, we just got the dud, I think, in the group. So it was, like, not great. Um, so I definitely do not uh, recommend... Well, I'm not going to say who it is, so I... <laughs> Cards are wild with who you're going to get when you get in there, I guess. But um, I didn't do the numbers. Well, I did my job, and I wrote down my ratings before we even left the table. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting experience, and I'll talk about it as I go through my rating. Um, so the ambiance, I'm giving it an 8. I know it's pretty high, but just because I felt, like, nice, warm, and cozy inside there, and um, I have, like, nostalgic feelings attached to the restaurant because of my family ate here every trip. Um, it's the only place my dad would eat at. Um, and so I just hold, like, a lot of coziness to the inside of this restaurant. Um, presentation and preparation, I, listen, I'm going to give it a 7 because nothing looked beautiful when it came out. Okay, Craig had to prettyfy some stuff. A two is where it's just like thrown on there, like if you're at your uh, high school cafeteria. Um, Craig had to like prettyfy some of the stuff. I think that if a few things, like if two or three things were moved around differently, everything would have looked better. Um, for my specific plant-based stuff, I'm going to give it a 7 for quality and taste, and that's because the dairy-free rolls that I got that were also um, gluten-free were really great, and I did enjoy the mashed potatoes and the green beans. The, the meatloaf was all right, but everything else that I got throughout my meal was pretty, like, okay. The service, I'm putting on a 4 because I literally, when I wanted to order my drink, he started walking away. And I, ha I don't like calling out to people. I don't like to raise my voice, but I had to be like, excuse me, for them to turn around so I that I could put in my, yeah, so I could put in my order. And the other thing that happened was at the beginning, uh, they were kind of rushing through explaining the like dining process. And I had said, you know, they were like, oh, this is going to come to your table. You're going to eat this. And I was like, well, I want the plant-based option. Um, and all they really paid attention to was the dairy allergy, which I appreciate. But what happened was that they just brought out the dairy-free version of the normal meal where I don't eat pork or beef. And I don't really like turkey like that. So I wanted the plant-based option. So I had to ask for the plant-based option once they brought the other one to the table. I was like, I did not order that. So that's where service is going to a four. Um, and the cost, I don't know. I put it an eight because like $42, you get a lot of food. If this is food that you enjoy, you can get like that amount out of it if this is what you love. I'm not the biggest like Thanksgiving types of food. I love all like the sides and stuff. But if you like my dad always got his money's worth when he ate here because he loves this food. So I think if you love this type of cuisine, oh, you'll make it worth it. So that's why I put it at an 8. So the total brings me to a 3.4 out of 5. 
I do now have my numbers as well, and uh, I actually think Erica spoke a little higher of it than I feel, and I don't know what Craig's going to say of it either, but uh, I'm just going to run down through the list here, and for ambiance, I have like a six. I feel like um, I ended up using the restroom before we left. Awful. Um, and it was like, uh, for men at least, it was one urinal, one stall, and just the sinks didn't work, and there was no... Um, there was no uh, uh, paper, towel? paper towels in there. I, I'm doing the thing with the machine. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is a great end to the meal here. But um, also I noticed like out here, while we're standing out here in Liberty Tree Square, I can hear the, the Yankee Doodle on like a, a recorder or whatever they're playing it on. And I was like, I don't think there was like any music in the restaurant. There definitely wasn't any in the bathroom. Um, and so, like, I, that was where I started thinking, where I was like, I feel like the ambient, we, there, there's a couple of things they could add to it. Like, I like the inside, again, that it looks like a big, like, old sort of colonial house that we're all having a big meal in and stuff like that. So I definitely give it points for that. But I feel like it's kind of beyond that, it's kind of doing the bare minimum. So I give that a six. Um, for the food preparation and presentation, I give it like a five. I, I it looked awful when it came out, um, and it cra- there was like the tongs, the spoon, and everything. Craig made it pretty, and I was kind of like, I feel like you should take a picture of what it looked like before you did what you did to it, because whatever you see in this video is not what it looked like when it came out. One of them specifically, like you could literally see the indents of all the utensils where they seem to have been like. Either a plate was put on top of it or something. I don't know. It was kind of all slopped together. And I get it. It's family style. You know, that's the other thing that's kind of low. It's like there's not really a, a lot of finesse to this sort of uh, of an element when that comes out. But I don't know. It just it didn't make it look like overly appetizing to me. It looked like a plate of slop. So quality of taste, I give a five as well. I didn't really like it was fine. There was nothing in there that I'm like, oh, I'm going to run back for the dessert. Like I said already was was okay, was probably a highlight as well as the the, the uh, garlic buttered rolls. Um, and I liked the salad, it was nice and fresh. So um, <clears throat> for service, I'm giving it a two and I would give it a zero except for, well, I feel like a zero means nobody was there, but the two I give because of uh, the wonderful cast member that we saw at the other table gets one point and then the one point gets the other cast member who gave Craig the tips outside but that guy definitely our server whoops now i've said it was a guy um like really did like make this kind of a feel like a rush and not an experience at all so terrible cost i say a seven crazy right the highest number on here but i feel like you definitely can get your money's worth out of the food that you're getting here it's a lot of food you are going to leave full assuming that you're like me and you still eat food on your plate even if you don't like it or not so i give it a seven so all in all that's a 25 out of 50 which is a two and a half i will not come back i haven't been here for like six years i don't think i will try to come back again for another five or six years like that's the thing is it's pretty much the same restaurant always and that's good and fine and it's just one of those things where i'm like "Mm, i think there's better places to eat in the magic kingdom for the same price right now so i think for me it'll be a while before i even think about coming back here i am going to be a lot nicer with this because i did have such a great experience at the end as i was walking around with melinda from orlando florida she was uh one of the uh people at the restaurants, one of the cast members that was seating uh, guests that were coming in and I, I'm tying her into the ambiance of the restaurant because honestly, had she been the one to seat us, uh, it would have been such a more enlightening experience, you know, I 
I know a lot about Disney. I try to pride myself on that, especially with the history. I don't know everything, and I'll never pretend I do. Uh, with this restaurant in particular, I feel like I don't really know a lot about it, besides I know it's obviously the colonial times, and that's about it, and then it gives you that Thanksgiving feels. But there is so much happening in that restaurant, and I'm sure people are like, I can't believe you haven't watched this person's video or listened to that episode of Connecting with Walt you did where Michael explained all about it. Guess what? Sometimes it's very late at night and I don't hear it and I don't watch a lot of Disney stuff because we're constantly living it. But that being said, like as all the times I've eaten here, I've, you know, you notice the rooms and you notice, you know, George Washington on the wall and Thomas Jefferson. And so I saw one funny sign hanging on the wall and Melinda came up to me and she asked, like, are you a military man? And I said, no, I'm not, because that's the truth. And then she's like, well, are you a Navy man? And I said, no, I'm, I'm definitely not any of those things. And she was like, well, I'm a Navy person. And I saw you admiring that sign. And can I tell you a little bit more about this room? It's the John Paul Jones room. And, you know, Navy people like golf. And this is part of the reason why. And walked me over to where there's a picture of John Paul Jones golfing and like gave me the full story on it. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's more information that we got in this 10 second interaction than the entire meal that we had leaving up to it. And the person who did seat us at our table, she was very nice. Uh, it just wasn't like, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the explanation of here, this is where you are. This is what the theme is. This is the style. This is the story. I watched Melinda literally walk a family that was sitting in the same room as us sitting as close to the entrance door as you could possibly be but she still walked them all the way around the restaurant to tell them about every single room and explain what was happening in there and as we do these we talk about the disney difference that is a disney difference and so she explained to me that room and so then that led me to be like i want to check out every room and she even like pointed me in the Benjamin Franklin room. That's the only place you can find a Disney character in. The Mouse Amos from the Disney short Ben and Me. And, of course, that's why he's in the Benjamin Franklin room. So look in there for him. He's also up in the window of Liberty Tree when you're standing outside. Something I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed it before. Maybe I knew that detail. It just, it really took her, like, to slow us down and be like, look up and see him. And did that, and now I'm going to impress no one with that fun fact. Because <laughs> you probably already know it, and you're like, these guys do this for a living, and they're just finding this stuff out? You sure about that? You sure you about sure that? About that? And, uh, I, you know, I walked away just feeling like I learned so much more. And then I really looked, and each room says what it is. Like the Thomas Jefferson room, the Betsy Ross room. George Washington, we sat in the Paul Revere room, and she even went into the details, like the fireplace that was right behind Rhino and Erica. That's a replica of Paul Revere's fireplace in his house, and they had the two candles because of the one if by land, two if by sea for his ride. You know, Rhino pinpointed right on the story, the poem of Paul Revere and his ride, but we missed, we missed the candles, we missed the lanterns, and there was also, he was into his pipes and his guns, so those were in the, the hanging over the fireplace too. So it's just like that short interaction with a really amazing cast member changed it all for me. So while in the moment I didn't appreciate the restaurant as much for the ambiance, 
ultimately, as I walked out, I would rate that as a nine because now that I know so much about the restaurant, like if we would have known that at the start, I would have just sat in there taking in everything, walking around, taking it all in. And I do, I'm a a fan of that revolutionary time period of reading and learning about it. So that gives me a leg up. Rhino lived it his entire life. I get it. You're from Massachusetts. You know everything about colonial times. I get it, Ryan. You don't appreciate it like I do because you to do lived Civil it. War I, li- down the street. I lived in Pittsburgh area. We're well known for the fact that George Washington came through one time near like Fort Duquesne, and then he was like, "Oh, bye, Pittsburgh sucks." Going back to Philadelphia. I don't know what if that's accurate, but um, so for food prep and presentation, as we've already established, yes, I prettied it up. For the people who are watching this review, if you read Erica's, then you... I don't know if she took the stuff out or took photos of that. But regardless, the food was just slopped down. And it's just... This food's not pretty to begin with. It's a lot of browns. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it doesn't look great to begin with. So five for me. Quality and taste, I'd put that as a six because I could eat that salad and those rolls and that dessert every day. And some of the stuff from the entree, I, I, I did genuinely like. So a six. A service, I'm going to put that as a three because as Rhino pointed out, he gave two points for the other server and, uh, and then the cast member melinda that gave me all the fun tidbits i'm giving two for them and then it's like a combined everything else all all the other cast members i saw around and i'm not trying to it's just i'm not going to dwell on it i'm not going to dwell on the negative here that's not unnecessary for cost i'm going to be wild here and give it a nine because 42 dollars you know plus tax and tip that's not a lot for an all you care to enjoy meal and we ate a good amount, and we could have eaten much more. If I didn't have broccoli cheddar soup for breakfast this morning, I can only imagine how much I would have eaten. So I feel like even if the food quality isn't necessarily the best, you get a lot of food for the price. And, you know, again, with the salad, the rolls, the dessert alone, I, I found a lot of value in that. So overall, I'm at a 32 out of 50, a 3.2 out of 5. Not a great score at all. Not nearly as bad as Rhino's, but also, you know, this is one of the more disappointing meals that we've had in recent times. And there's there's not necessarily better. There is better dining around Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is kind of the weakest overall. And it's like, okay, well, you can have a decent meal at Be Our Guest. You're going to pay out the roof. You can have a decent meal at Cinderella Royal Day, but you're going to pay out the roof. Like, it just, it's so mixed. And, uh... You know what? I'll see you the next time I come back here what I think. It'll happen eventually. And we'll see. We'll see. That's going to do it for this Disney Dining Review. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. Let us know where we should eat next, potentially without Rhino. Nope, I mean Erica. Potentially without Erica. Definitely without Rhino. Potentially without it. Wait, no, definitely without Erica. Potentially without Rhino. Uh, If you were listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us positive ratings and reviews when possible. That's going to do it for this Disney Dining Review. We're going to head back. We were in the 1804 time period. We're going to head back to the 2023s, and it's going to be fun. Maybe. So that's it for this Disney Dining Review. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. Yummy, yummy.